there aren't many things more Canadian than hockey. When you picture this quintessentially Canadian sport, you may be thinking of the Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens, or just a lot of happy kids in the winter on homemade backyard ice rinks. But how often do you think about black players? There's P.K. Subban, of course, and Jerome McGinley, and that's as far as my hockey knowledge can take me, to be honest. But that was until I came across the subject of today's podcast. We're going to talk about a living legend named Willie O'Ree. He is the first black player in the NHL. He isn't the first player of color. That honor goes to Larry Kwong. I'm not a sports person. I never have been. But I am a stories person. And Willie's story is fascinating. Willie O'Ree was born on October 15, 1935, in Fredericton, New Brunswick. He was the youngest of 13 children, and his family was one of only two in Fredericton growing up. His grandparents came to Canada via the Underground Railroad. O'Ree started playing hockey at three years old, taught and sharpened by his older brother. By the time he was 15, he was playing for the Fredericton Falcons and the New Brunswick Amateur Hockey Association. Over the next three years, he progressed through the Fredericton hockey system. At 19, he moved to Quebec to play the 1954-55 season with the Quebec Frontenacs of the Quebec Junior Hockey League. O'Ree was good. He was really good. But something devastating happened next. During a game in 1955, he took a puck to his right eye. The shot also broke his nose and his cheekbone. O'Ree lost 95% of the vision in his eye, and he was advised by his doctor to stop playing hockey. Well, that wasn't going to happen for him. He was back on the ice in two months, technically blind in one eye. No one knew about his injury. He told the doctor to keep it quiet, because there was a bylaw in the NHL that said that no players who were blind in one eye could play professionally. He was quoted as saying, I had to play hockey again, because I had to make it to the NHL. That was always the goal, you see, ever since I was 13, and I wasn't going to let anybody or anything stop me. He was determined to continue playing. Can you believe it? So not only did he have to overcome intense racism, but also a physical disability. For the 1956-57 season, he returned to the Quebec Aces, at that time the most integrated team. This was the team that Herb Carnegie played on. If you remember, he was the best player to never play professionally for the NHL because of racism. This is how Willie's life changed. For the 1957-58 season, the Aces formed a working relationship with the NHL's Boston Bruins, which meant that Aces players could be called up to the Bruins at any time. And that's what happened. O'Ree made hockey history on January 18, 1958, by becoming the first black hockey player to play a game in the NHL. There was no fanfare or really any recognition in the media or in hockey organizations, but this was a big deal. He only played two games that season, but returned to play in Boston in 1960. This was the time of Jim Crow segregation, and O'Ree was never far from racist experiences, on or off the ice. He's detailed how players would call him the N-word during games, and hit him in ways that he knew were personal, how fans would threaten and taunt him, throwing cotton balls onto the ice, and once a black cat. He'd often have to come in and out of games with police escorts. The racism, he said, was worse in the United States, 
but it was also quite bad in Canada, and he got to experience all of it. He remembers going through neighborhoods after civil rights protests, seeing the marches. He lived through so much change. After playing with Boston, he went on to play 14 more years of professional hockey. He played with the Hull Ottawa Canadiens, the Los Angeles Blades, San Diego Gulls, the New Haven Nighthawks, and the San Diego Mariners. After his minor league career ended, O'Ree took jobs working in construction, he drove a Pepsi truck, sold Pontiacs, and even supervised security at the San Diego Chargers NFL home games. In 1996, not long after O'Ree turned 60 years old, NHL executive Bryant McBride recruited him to the league's diversity outreach program. In order to get a hold of O'Ree, he had to call in favors with the FBI to track down his phone number. Since 1998, O'Ree has been the NHL's Director of Youth Development and Ambassador for NHL Diversity. He has traveled throughout North America to promote grassroots hockey programming with a focus on serving economically disadvantaged children. He is forever humble about his accomplishments, remembering the men who came before him in hockey who paved the way for him to succeed. Naturally, he's received a lot of awards for his accomplishments and for his commitment to uplifting youth of color to play hockey. He received the Order of Canada in 2010, and he was named to the Hockey Hall of Fame only three years ago in 2018. You can read Willie's biography called Willie, the game-changing story of the NHL's first black player, about his experience playing hockey in a white world. I've read excerpts, and he is fascinating. Willie O'Ree will forever be remembered in history as the first black man to play in the NHL, but as he is the first to remind you, he made it there because others paved the way for him. He continues to inspire young people to pursue their dreams despite the adversity that they may face, like racism, sexism, or physical limitations. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow on our last Black History Month episode. Bye.